everybody, and welcome to the Aggieville Alleycast podcast. We're come rain, shine, or anything in between. We're here in Liberty to you, the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside Connor Balthazar. And today, I mean that quite literally. Welcome to the uh, the next era of the Aggieville Alleycast, the Alley Frat House era. Um, we picked one great piece of news. We picked a great time to do this today, huh? <laughs> yeah, that we did, and it was. Entirely for logistical reasons at first, but yeah, we have definitely picked a momentous occasion. Seems like we cannot get away from this topic, no. and no matter how hard we try. But I mean, it's it's like we said on on Twitter. We start year one with a spreadsheet. Big Twelve almost dies. Yep. Year two, we make a spreadsheet. The Pac twelve rumblings begin, and then this year we do our hypothetical conference draft. And oh no, it looks like the big the Pac twelve is in trouble. So if you didn't know, we're posting this the night that it comes out. So whether you're listening to it right as it comes out or you're listening to it tomorrow morning, this is pretty breaking news for this is probably the closest that we'll ever get to truly breaking news on this show. But the Colorado Buffaloes are have announced that well, they haven't announced anything, but multiple sources including some really big ones like Pete Thamel and uh, Brent McMurphy, have recorded that Colorado to the Big 12 is basically a done deal. And this isn't the uh, the Mike Vernon KU to the Big 10 is imminent, because not only are multiple sources saying it, there's other things surrounding it that seem to be leading to it being happening very, very quickly. Like a meeting that's happening tomorrow when... I mean, when you're at work, so... Yeah, and I don't get service at work either, so I can't even, like, go hide in the bathroom or anything and, like, listen to it. Like, I'm I'm just going to have to wait until I'm off work to see, like, what happened. Like, I am I might walk out of work, and Colorado will be a, a announcing membership or something. Yeah. Um, but it's huge, and it took a little longer than I think we thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, but still within the relative time frame, if... Felt like it wasn't going to happen there for a bit, just yeah. because of uh, the uh, uh, kind of the passage of time. It just kind of seemed like everyone was just going to stand pat. But Colorado's kind of making a if, if it does go through, which all signs right now point to it going through, um, it'd be kind of a late move. Uh, San Diego State's a big loser out of this because <laughs> their buyout doubled like less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. So. Really tough situation for them. But. San Diego State's been taking several L's this summer. Yeah, it's been super tough. But uh, yeah, Colorado, um, if you're listening to this day of release, they have a um, Board of Regents meeting at like, I think it's 4 Central? It four? I think it's 4 Central, yeah. No, 4 Central, I think it's 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, and it is going to be live streamed. So if you have time, if you want to watch that, I, I guess there's... You could do that. Could be exciting. They might do absolutely nothing and figure the rest of it out in executive session. And That'd be really happened. funny though if it was like a random budgetary meeting. That would that would end up being pretty funny if like Colorado started all of this and ended up actually just not being anything at all. Like it'd be a little disappointing, but it would be really funny. No, it, it'd be it'd be really funny, and uh, we'll talk about what we sort of think of Colorado coming back before we kind of cover the second part of the news that came out, but. I, I've always kind of been on the side of if they're here, great. If they're not, oh well. 
Like I'm I'm kind of lukewarm to adding them because as a as a purely conference move, I 100% get it, but from a personal move, I it just doesn't really move the needle that much for me personally. Yeah. I fall a little bit differently than you. I think I've kind of flip-flopped on this um as time has gone on. But the one thing I've been fairly consistent on is if it's good for the conference uh, financially, then it's probably something that they should do as long as it makes some sense. And I do think it makes sense, at least to a certain degree. And because I, I don't think that the Big 12, at least as it is right now, is in a particularly great position to be picky, at least too picky. I mean, you have to have some standards, but, you know. Yeah, you can't add, like. I don't know, New Mexico State or something. Yeah, like, like you can't do stuff like that. But you um, you do need to still find ways to be competitive and grow your conference in a era of college football that's unlike many others. And uh, yeah, so going out and getting Colorado is nice. It's also a bonus because uh, getting a uh, an old Big 8 school I think is really awesome. Uh, so I think it'll be like five of the eight uh, Big Eight schools will be in the conference now. Um, I'm all for kind of getting the original band back together. If it was up to me, we'd just revert everything back to how it used to be. But we used to be a country, a yeah, proper country. That we did, but I do not. I do not get to be the decider on that. Uh, so I'm generally pretty pleased with Colorado coming back, especially from the perspective of destabilizing the Pac-12, which in the past I wouldn't have cared to do because I, I kind of liked the five different conferences. But after the Pac-12 uh, was gunning for the destruction of the Big 12, I, I no longer really care what happens to them. <laughs> and I, I hope that they crash and burn because of this. Yeah, I mean... There, there is a certain degree of irony to it because you get people like uh, you know Stort Mandel who were trying to grave dance on the Big Twelve back when the show started this show specifically, and you know everyone thought the Big Twelve was going to die. Pac Twelve was like Pac Twelve media especially was was really trying to kill it off, and I, I don't want to make this episode about that, but I will. I would li- I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a degree of satisfaction that came with that, but. That wasn't the only bit of news that sort of came out today. Because in one of the initial tweets that sort of released the fact that Colorado to the Big 12 was imminent, not in the same way that KU to the Big 10 was imminent, there seemed to be a, quote, surprise school that had entered intense conversations with the Big 12 in order to gain membership from them. Now, the whole surprise thing, I... I think it's kind of best if we run through the potential candidates because the way it worded surprise was, you know, surprise as in it's still a Pac-12 school. But I feel like that also kind of rules out any of the four corner schools other than Colorado because that wouldn't necessarily be a surprise. Yeah, not at all. I mean, Colorado's been the leading candidate for pretty much the past year at this point. Uh, so it, Colorado's not a surprise. And also that kind of takes out Arizona because they've been always kind of that uh, runner-up behind mm-hmm. Colorado for most likely. So it takes those two out pretty effectively. Um, and then I think we both agree that uh, Cal and Stanford were just never even going to consider joining the Big 12 just as like a matter of like their uh, school culture. Mm-hmm. It just did not fit at all. 
Um, so that leaves pretty much the rest of the Pac-12, uh, which, I mean, does leave you some really solid options, actually, uh, on individual islands, um, especially when you look um, to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Uh, there, There's a few really great options there. Um, there have been some people that have been indicating that it's uh, um, Oregon or Washington, possibly both. And uh, we do have uh, Jeff Jeff Schwartz. Um, he's a Mr. Fox Schwartz's Sports. brother. Yes, he's also a Fox Sports guy. Uh, yeah, NFL offensive lineman for eight years. Mitchell Schwartz's brother. Long list of accolades, including one of them genetic. But uh, he <laughs> he uh, seems to believe that it's either Washington or Oregon. There's been some other reporting elsewhere that kind of lends itself to that. At the very least, there have been some deep discussions with Washington, Oregon, which if that's a, if one of those two is a surprise school, then that's definitely a surprise to me. Yeah, and I, that is the death nail for the Big 12, if it's or the Pac-12, Pac-12 if it's one of them. And I, I, if I had to venture a guess right now who it would be, just based off of the whole surprise language plus what we've seen, other admittedly like less i'm not going to say lesser voices but less prominent voices kind of announcing different things you know people saying oregon we i think we've seen every single pac-12 school mentioned in some way or another other than cal stanford and weirdly enough washington state um i think there's a degree of truth to it like with all the rumors, I think that they're. I think it's likely that just about all of those schools have reached out. How far those talks have gotten is completely dependent. But if I had to venture a guess right now, I would say that the surprise school is probably UW, which is Washington. And the reason why I say that is it mostly comes down to Brett Yormark's mindset. And. I think that your mark would see the University of Washington as the best accessible brand right now because there could be with Oregon it, it's almost kind of like Oregon can be its its own thing just because that's how their their brand is but UW while it does have command of that Washington uh, or most of the Washington market it also has that degree of tangibility in a sense that Oregon has less of which it's it's a weird way of saying that Washington is still a big brand but a brand that is not stratospheric for the Big 12 plus I think that weirdly enough I think Washington's not a terrible culture fit either but you know that all of the candidates you can make a convincing argument for so I'm curious who you think the the most likely candidate is I think as of right now, I'm going to say Oregon, which I would not have said until within the last, like, four hours, probably. Uh, three hours, actually. Less than, less than that. So, um, I'm, I'm rolling with Oregon here. Um, I do think that they're a solid culture fit. There's some differences there, but another huge thing that Oregon has is they've got Nike behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that connection to Nike would never hurt. Um at all there's a lot of big 12 schools that are nike schools there's a few under armor and adidas um but it would be really great uh conference wide for that oregon has fantastic track facilities as well uh so that could 
maybe help with it with that and uh, maybe getting other schools up to snuff there. And uh, then also uh, uh, helps open up Pacific Northwest recruiting a little bit, which you can say that about Washington as well. Uh, but Oregon covers that same base in a, about the same way, really. Uh, so there's a lot to like about Oregon. And they are a, a big college football brand. And a lot of that is because of Nike and uh, the connection with Phil Knight, of course. Yeah. Uh, but you, you'd have to think that either of those schools, at the end of the day, would be incredible ads for the Big 12, considering uh, where we were uh, two years Just ago. two years ago. Two years ago, when we were hoping for like Houston and UCF and Cincy and those schools. We were hoping and praying for them. And now we're thinking maybe Washington, maybe Oregon, not particularly unlikely at this point, uh, which is still surprising me. It still feels weird to say that those schools are not only like even 1% options, but might be leaning towards joining the Big 12. Because at the end of the day, it only took one Pac-12 school. I think Brett Yormark knew that the whole time, that if he could, if he could push one domino over, he could probably get a few more to fall. Yeah. Because it, it, it was... The Pac-12, this moving toward a transition, this, the Pac-12 still doesn't have a media deal. And now, with one of their members leaving, or, you know, allegedly leaving, it it would be objectively hilarious if we post this episode tonight. It's like a week later. We so much egg on our face, but hey, it's the nature of the beast. There, there, there would be a lot of people with egg on their face yeah. before us. So. Yeah, we we would be some of the... We'd get, like, maybe some splattering. We wouldn't get, like, the yolk or anything. No, we would not. Um, but yeah, the, this kind of... I'm not going to say it completely kills it, but it already wasn't looking great with Colorado. And now that a member university is jumping ship, not... And because of that lack of media deal success, I, it's really easy to imagine a world where a lot of these schools do start jumping ship and just start looking for lifelines anywhere they can go. I'm not going to be one of those extreme people who say that, oh, the Pac-12 is going to merge with the American, because I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. If, if anything's going to happen, they're going to eat like the bigger Mountain West schools and then just kind of exist as a skeleton but still this is a horrid look for Klavkov and the entirety of the Pac-12 and honestly if Colorado being the first domino makes sense and it's just so unbelievably tough for them to generate any sort of negotiating position now that it is well known that not only has a member university already planning to jump ship, it's likely that every single other school outside of the ones that really, really need the Pac-12 to keep existing are looking elsewhere too. Yeah, yeah. I There's, at this point, almost certainly few, if any, schools in the Pac-12 that have not reached out elsewhere. Uh, probably most commonly to the Big 12. Cal and Stanford, I think, would honestly be content going independent yeah. uh, and just doing their own thing because they just don't care about athletics as much. They care more about Olympic sports. Uh, so they just 
they're not going to care about football and stuff like that. And they don't care about like the media revenue and stuff. Uh, so, but I mean, your Arizona's, Arizona States and Washington's and Oregon's and every, every other school has probably reached out elsewhere at this point because Colorado was always the easiest target, but it was the one that needed to fall uh, before we could really get to the rest of the conference, um, other than maybe Arizona, who's kind of been you know, one iffy. foot in, one foot out. Yes, yeah, they've been pretty wishy-washy, it seems like. But this could this could be enough to maybe push them over the edge. But it's a uh, I don't know. It's been very uh, strange getting used to this because the Big 12 truly feels like it's in a power position here right now. Which is so weird considering yeah. where we were. Not used to that in my entire lifetime, really. So I'm uh, I'm really shocked. Um, it, of course, adding more Pac-12 schools will uh, increase the uh, prorated uh, TV deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of the Power 5 status. Yeah, yeah so the... Um, um, payout per school will remain the same. Uh, it would be huge for the Big Twelve to get to walk away with two, even just like Colorado and someone else. But I mean, now we're seeing at least semi-credible reporting that Washington and Oregon are giving the Big Twelve legitimate looks and having significant conversations. And how, what does that mean? I don't really know, but <laughs> it's a uh, uh, it's encouraging, and adding Washington and Oregon, even if they're only here for a few years, that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, that would make for a, a pretty great conference uh, for a little while. I mean, but we'd be the fun conference. That we would. Undoubtedly. Yeah, there there would be a ton of fun to be had. There'd be um, some really good programs. Uh, we'd probably get a chance to visit Eugene and uh, uh, Spokane. Is that where I think it's Spokane? Yeah, uh, I think I think that's where Washington is. Oh wait, UW? Yeah, no, UW's outside of Seattle. Oh, okay, Spokane is. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Spokane actually has anyone um, because <laughs> Pullman is Washington yeah, State. Pullman's Wazoo. So I might be just making that up. But I mean, Washington would be a really fun uh, road trip as well. The, that's one of the best things about this Pac-12 school from a fan perspective is they'd all be new places to go mm-hmm. for football because uh, they, they aren't teams that you really ever face. Uh, but I'm I'm super excited and optimistic right now. Maybe some of that's just kind of riding the high of, you know, this reporting being new and everybody's, like, kind of getting out ahead of themselves. But right now it's... It's looking like things are about to change in a big way for the Big 12. Yeah. And I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with basically no one knows. I'm going to kind of aggregate a lot of what people are saying and who is saying what regarding who the, quote, surprise school would be. So G. Swain recently just said that he believes and that multiple sources are reporting it's Oregon State would be the surprise team. Uh, Jeff Schwartz said not only Oregon earlier, but now he's speculating that Arizona presumably would be the other school to jump on. Again, Jeff Schwartz is just kind of a a media personality. Uh, I don't, like I said, I can't find the original tweet with which people said there was that surprise school. But it's the acknowledgement that people are, you know, 
these conversations are happening. And just the the point that I'm trying to make is everyone for I think the next 48 hours are going to be some of the most confusing 48 hours of conference realignment in the past couple years. And that's saying a lot. Because I think you'll get assaulted with a bunch of sources saying a bunch of different things. And I don't think necessarily all of those sources will be lying. I think that they will be reporting what they've been hearing. Because, of course, you have uh, Twitter sources like MH Ver, who I know a lot of people have mixed opinions on. Um, he might end up being dead on with everything, <laughs> which that would be, I think, the, maybe the funniest ending to the saga. Oh, it absolutely would. But he was saying that Oregon and Washington talks have already begun. Yeah. So I, I think that you're going to hear a lot within the 48 hours. Uh, the only people you should listen to is the Aggieville Alley Cats. Uh, that is completely a lie. We know nothing. We know just about as much as everyone else. But, yeah, I do you have really anything else that you, you want to say before we, we push this episode out into the world and then release another episode tomorrow? <laughs> um, just that... It's, I think this is going to be a great thing for the Big 12. Colorado seemingly all but finished at this point uh, to the Big 12. Adding more schools would be unbelievable. They'll, they'll be here next year because the Pac-12 media deal is done uh, at the end of this uh, sports season. Yeah. So any additions from the Pac-12, they're going to be here for the next, next football season. season, which is crazy to think about. But also stuff to consider for K-State. Um, I've seen a few people tweet about it. Uh, Scott Wildcat has mentioned it. A few other K-State fans have mentioned it. Uh, that both Arizona and Colorado are on K-State's future non-conference schedule. So mm-hmm. we'll need to be looking for some new power schools to schedule for our non-conference here uh, in, the, in the near future. At least uh, for the Colorado games, possibly, hopefully, for the Arizona ones. But this has been about the last few hours have probably been about the most comfortable time to be a Big 12 fan in <laughs> yeah. quite a while. Quite a long time. So uh, that's all I had to say. And uh, I hope that this uh, ends up coming to fruition. But we'll, uh, we'll have to see everybody knock on wood. Yeah, that's what we just did. Yeah. But I think that pretty much wraps up this episode of the Aggieville Alleycats podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to follow or contact the show, you can follow us on Twitter, threads, or Instagram at AggievilleACats. If you want to email us, we are AggievilleAlleyCats at gmail.com. If you want to follow us more personally, I am at ACEdwards00. I am at Connor Baltasor, capital C, capital B. And if you want to support the show financially, you'll get your chance very, very soon. And uh, let's just say we're proud of it. But... For now, thank you for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. Where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. Stay safe, Alley Cats.